1: What's up everybody and welcome back to another episode of straight up sabers presented by the hockey podcast network and the charging buffalo brought to you by thin man brewery as always i'm brendan and i'm taylor and taylor a big bit of news coming out of the sabers today as we learned that pse pagula sports entertainment has been dissolved in conjunction with that announcement the sabers also announced that owner terry pagula has been named president of the buffalo sabers in the full announcement that is on the Sabres website, it reads, Owner Terry Pagula has been named president of the Buffalo Sabres. He will continue to work closely with COO John Roth, leading the business side of the organization, and general manager Kevin Adams, leading the hockey side of the organization. In conjunction with these changes, Pagula Sports and Entertainment will be separating resources between the Buffalo Bills and Buffalo Sabres, allowing each respective organization to focus singularly on their efforts. Quote, We are thankful for the work and effort that so many individuals have put into PSE over the years, but feel it is the right time for them to return home to separate organizations. End quote. Saber's only owner, Terry Pagula, said. He goes on to say, we feel that now is the right time to dissolve PSE and allow everyone to focus solely on their respective organization. It is a great time to be a Buffalo sports fan. And we have a tremendous amount of confidence that this restructuring will allow our businesses to continue to elevate with our teams. End quote. It finishes by saying Pagula and Roth will continue to work closely or excuse me, we'll continue to work collaboratively with the business leadership group at the Buffalo Sabres as they guide the organization towards its goal of winning a championship. So Taylor, a, Big, big bit of news there in that very brief announcement. Plenty of ramifications to come from this that I'm sure we're going to learn more about in the coming days in the terms of firings, layoffs, however you want to phrase that. In addition to learning more about what the involvement will be of Terry Pagula, specifically, I'm I'm curious on the hockey side, because the president role previously was held by Kim Pagula, as we both know, for both organizations, people had alluded to the fact that PSE was something that really Kim was spearheading and so now as we've learned unfortunately with her health concerns with her more and more out of the fold it appears that PSE is no more and Terry Pagula is going to be taking on some of those additional responsibilities here so there's a lot to digest here Taylor there's a lot for us to talk about but overall give me your take on this announcement that came on Monday morning.
0: Uh, I'd say my number one feeling about it is curious uh, because as you mentioned there we've had some Already had some restructuring. Uh, Pagula basically announcing he was taking over for Kim when it came to the Bills. Uh, I don't know when that was. A couple months ago. This is interesting. I don't know hundred percent know what to make of it or what the real underlying reason for it is. Uh, I, I know there was a lot of talk about three years ago when the season was paused for COVID and we had so long between Sabres games, like ten months. There was a lot of talk that summer in twenty twenty about the financial situation the Pagoulas were in and their their various businesses. Uh then there was a lot that happened. There was firings, a lot of uh, a big restructuring, there was the whole financial stability, the famous yacht thing. And that hasn't been as much of a topic recently with you know business coming back and covid restrictions not being what they were in 2020 but i think it's still something that's been in the back of my mind and i wonder if that has anything to do with what we're seeing here so we don't know this literally just dropped like an hour ago but i wonder within the bills and sabers being split if that's going to lead to the bills just having significantly more resources than the sabers going forward
1: yeah it's a fair thing i mean it's been very well documented by by fans and around the league How the Sabres have not been doing the best financially and a lot of that, of course, as you mentioned plays into the pandemic it also I think very much so plays into the fact that people have been speaking with their wallets a bit over these past few years when it comes to attendance when it comes to merch sales. You know, as we know, originally when the pandemic was first happening, there was that whole laundry list of, of layoffs that had happened at PSE and people really didn't take kindly to it. It happening in general, but it just also how the Sabres went about it. And I think you also can consider, you know, that people, I think, have very fairly pointed out the fact that given all of the properties that the Sabres, I, I should say specifically, actually, that the Pagoulas have come to own and run and manage is there a, an element of spreading themselves too thin or getting too involved in in too many different areas when it comes to you know them being able to allot the proper amount of time into being the owner of of one sports team, let alone two? And so when you're looking at it from that perspective, you obviously, as you had alluded to there, Taylor, have the Bills, which is in the NFL, and much more of a moneymaker uh, than, the, than the NHL is. But I think it also speaks to the fact that The Sabres, while obviously we are a a mid-sized city, smaller market compared to some of the other teams and some of the other metro areas throughout the U.S. and and Canada, you're looking at, I would say, a pretty easy top three TV market here. You've shown, even while you are in the midst of a a 12-year playoff drought, that prior to these past few years, you are still ranking towards the top of the NHL when it comes to attendance. And... I don't know, to put it simply, it's it really obviously on the ice it's been the case, but it feels like on the business side of things too that the Pagoulas have kind of fumbled the bag here.
0: Yeah, no doubt. Uh, we talked about this endlessly three years ago, how overextended they were and how like none of their businesses were really yeah. operating well. Well, so Rachel Hotmeyer of Spectrum, who covers the Sabres, put a screenshot of, as of today, what the properties were. Uh, listed on the PSE website, so basically what PSE encompasses, and it's 14 things. Ad Pro Sports, the Bandits, the Bills, the Sabres, the Amherst, Lecom Harbor Center, I think that's the Rochester Nighthawks logo. I don't know if they still own them, but I don't know what that is if it's not. Uh, Black River Entertainment, Blue Cross Arena, Key Bank Center, Highmark Stadium, uh, Marriott, uh, the Lecom Harbor Center Marriott, that is, One Buffalo, and... The Deer Valley Trail, the Adirondacks. That's what I never think about. But also, uh, Joe Pinzone, who I believe his handle is as Buffalo Wins on Twitter, posted a different one that is from about five years ago where the Pagulas actually own 20 properties. Uh, and a lot of those aren't on there, like Healthy Scratch, Tim Hortons, Terra Mare, uh, 716 in the draft, different things like that that are just not a part of that anymore. And thats it's a good example of them. I don't know if "disinvesting" is the right word, but they're definitely scaling back what they do. For example, they don't run Seven One Six anymore. Southern Tier does that. They just own the building. Right. Uh, they still do have Harbor Center and you know the uh, the Marriott attached to it, but they don't run like the draft room. And that was closed for multiple years, by the way. But they don't. That's not a, a part of their business anymore. And they there's a million things we mentioned before. They had a marketing agency. They had. Uh, I think that was all part of uh, the Black River Entertainment stuff. They had like a a studio, like a recording studio or like a label, if I'm not mistaken. And it does seem like they, from a lot of these things that they were doing, they took a big step back from their non-oil businesses. And now I think this, I don't know if this is an extension of that. I kind of wonder what this is because the Sabres were in such a good spot uh, as of like 2014 until today, because... Having one entity that combined resources for an NFL team and an NHL team is insane, especially when it's a small market team like the Sabres. Because in the NFL, market size matters, kind of, but those differences disappear a little bit because NFL money, TV money in particular, is so crazy. So small market, big market, there's not that many differences. In hockey, it's still pretty big, even with the salary cap and even with all that. The amount of money you can make as the Buffalo Sabers versus the Toronto Maple Leafs, I think, is huge. It's stark, not not exactly like baseball's uh, haves and have-nots, but like stark compared to the NFL. And the Sabers are one of the smaller markets. Buffalo is one of the smaller markets still in hockey, despite how much we love hockey here. So, being able to combine resources with an NFL team is is. It's such a cool thing the Sabres had for a little while. So I, I can't see this as anything but a loss for the Sabres. I'm not sure how much it matters on the Bill side, but, and I'm not sure how, to, how much it'll matter for the day to day. I don't know if, I don't think Terry taking over this position, the president thing, maybe that's more symbolic. Maybe it's more of a business thing, but like financially, he's already been in charge in that regard. Right. And we have John Roth, obviously, is there, like as a business guy. And he seems to have a total trust in Kevin Adams and Brandon Bean. So I'm not sure how much it'll matter from that perspective. But what about everything else? What about, like, game day yeah. presentation stuff? What about, like, arena stuff? Uh Different things the Sabres do on the side, community outreach, things like that. Uh Their social media and their, their video departments. And they're just, in general, they're um, – what they've done, both in terms of events in the last few years, RJ Knight, Miller night, last night with the uh, remembering Rick Jennerette night that they had, right. different things like that, the goathead reveals, but also social media, the kind of cool video packages they do. I'm trying to remember what is that Sabers Unfiltered? What what am I thinking of? The thing yeah, with like, yeah, yeah. Um,
1: is it a, no? It's not unfiltered. It's um,
0: no, it's not. But well, they've gone behind the scenes, you know, with um,
1: yeah, I'm blue and gold like, Sabers embedded. Yeah,
0: yes. Yes, yes, yes. Sabres embedded beyond the blue and gold. Yeah. Those things and and even uh like Jeff Skinner's weird between two stalls. Yeah, show. yeah. No, it's so, it's a great point,
1: Taylor. There, there's a lot. And I think you you kind of hit the nail on the head before when you had made the point of saying it's not really seemingly going to change a whole lot for the Bills, but it feels like there could be a lot that could change for the Sabres here through this. And there's been, as you mentioned, you laid out a bunch there of things that people are asking questions about or speculating about. And I think a couple other sides of this, too, that I saw some folks were were chatting about this morning on Twitter that I thought was interesting and kind of got my brain moving a little bit. So I'm curious your thoughts. The Sabres had said, well, I should say PSE officials have said that. Any upgrades or anything of the sort to Key Bank Center would have to happen after the Bill stadium deal was done. And we have crossed that line now. You know, we have shovels in the ground. Construction is already happening on the site there. And it's no secret that Key Bank Center is in desperate need of upgrades. We did the episode uh what was it a few months ago now i think where we went through all of the arenas in the nhl and that keybank center incredibly i think it ranks in like the top like i want to say like 5 or 6 oldest arenas or just generally speaking in that realm where it's more on the older side there and Even taking that aside, because, of course, if you have really good upkeep, a a building like that can continue to flourish and thrive. But that has really not been the case. I mean, it's been as bad as like I shared the story from last season that our pal Denis, who was a a guest host uh, a few months back, him and I on opening night went, had tickets in the 200 level and... We go to sit down, we get there early, probably like 6, 6.15 for pregame, go and sit down in our seats. And he literally falls through his seat because the bottom of it had rusted so much that the seat was not even attached anymore. There's um, there's been stuff about, you know, bird shit on the seats and arm pieces coming off. Obviously, we've talked about the lack of things like you talked about when it comes to game day presentation and also just arena presentation as well you see a lot of different arenas throughout the NHL and really throughout professional sports in general, where it's a lot more of like an interactive atmosphere and a lot more targeted towards fans and getting fans involved in doing stuff. Like one thing that I was even thinking about too, that the Sabres don't have anymore that they used to have is remember in like the, the two thousands when they would have like the hockey shot area and then they would have the basketball shot area. Obviously those now have been replaced with, with a couple of different bars. And I think like food options there, but there, there's really not a whole lot that is geared towards engaging with the fans. I mean, a lot of that stuff is more on the money-making side when it comes to stuff like 50-50, for example, and all of the other, you know, game day presentation items. Like, there's there's really not that much. I mean, they have, like, a DJ in there sometimes. Sometimes they'll have a band in there. But there, there's really not a whole lot. There's not, with the exception of the pretty dated giant Poster things that they have in there. There's really not a lot that dives into like the history of the franchise or the organization or getting to know the players or anything like that. I mean, Christ, the walkway leading into the arena hasn't been updated in about 10 years. And the most recent player on there is Tyler fucking Myers. Like, yeah, there's a laundry list of things that need to change at Key Bank Center, and need to get updated. And so people were speculating and saying, and again, I don't know this, I don't know the legal side of it, but I it got my brain moving a little bit and thinking that could it be that they would be looking to the state for funding to make pretty substantial upgrades to key bank center. And are they trying to dissolve PSE and separate the businesses so that it's there's no conflicts or anything of the sort when they get to the table and representatives from the state can just say, hey we just had this deal for your billion dollar stadium that ultimately kind of ended up like the state and the taxpayers ended up getting screwed on a bit. Now you want to ask us for more money for substantial upgrades to this arena. So I I don't know. Like, do you think that there's anything to that at all? Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Well, it's interesting to think about, right? Like, I mean, is that, even remotely a possibility. I don't know. And if somebody does know, feel free to reply to the, to any of our, our tweets or posts about this episode, but it,
0: it's so basically just, what you're saying is that you, you don't think the state wants to put money into the arena now. And the, um, pagulas the want them to,
1: I I'm just questioning if that's a possibility. I'm not saying I think that one way or another, but I wonder if that is a component of this, I should say.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. I also should we probably bring up another recent news report about the cost overruns at the stadium. That those are, yeah. even though it's just a hole in the ground right now, the, it's already in the hundreds of millions, and the Pagulas are responsible for all of that. Yep. any cost overrun goes straight to them. So that's like, whew, uh, three hundred million already. I, I'm not as I'm a construction expert, so I I don't know. They haven't spent three hundred million, but like that feels like it could grow because it's not supposed to be done for another almost three years. So the number that they're putting up for the stadium could end up being quite a bit more than they actually, that we initially thought. And that could lead to some uh, changes in how they're spending elsewhere.
1: Well, and can I also just throw this out too, with regard to the stadium, I I could be wrong and I got to double check the numbers on this, but I I don't know if you know offhand, as we're saying, the stadium itself already costs a shitload of money you're already adding on costs to that now that's making people kind of like Ugh. but isn't Tennessee there isn't the new titan stadium around the same amount if not i, I, I don't want to say it's too much more but it also has a dome so i'm just wondering like with these additional costs like how are we this far off the mark i guess
0: <laughs> suppose it's possible Tennessee is also off the mark i don't i'm looking up their uh stadium cost right now Because I I actually don't know offhand, but I think there is is interesting. Yes. Well, there's this 2.1 billion.
1: Right. And the public uh, subsidized cost would be 1.26 billion. Right. I think I'm here. Yeah.
0: So the bills, I think, started at 1.4. Right. And it's up Mm -hmm. to 1.7 now. Right. That is interesting. So that's only 400 K for a roof. Interesting. I mean, million. not 400K, 400 million. 400 million, million. million for a roof. Yeah, uh, but I don't know. Uh, yeah, the numbers that big. I don't really know either way. I guess it's possible because that's not set in stone either. That They just also go way over.
1: Yeah. Anyways, though, I guess back to the discussion at hand here, which is.
0: By the way, real why quick, the, the Titans oh, have only been in their stadium for like 25 years. Right? Is They've that only how they're in their stadium like half as long? Is yeah, like they moved in, hard rock,
1: whatever the hell it's called. Uh, hard rock is Miami. My bad. Nissan. Nissan. Yeah.
0: Is it Nissan Stadium? Um, yeah, they moved in the mid '90s, but they didn't have a stadium right away. They actually played in Memphis for a year. True story. There's a team called the Tennessee Oilers that played in the Memphis and more oiler uniforms. Super weird, but yeah. So like '98, '99 is when they moved into their stadium. So shit, job whoever built that stadium.
1: Seriously. Or need a new
0: one. Or, and, or if they actually don't need a new one, I I should say that's probably what's going on, but. Could be.
1: Yeah. Well, anyway, what were you going to say? No, but just to get back to the the question at hand here, I guess, which I, it's not so much as a question as it is just like this greater idea of all of the, not only reasons for this, but what the ramifications are going to be as well. It just seems like there's a lot that we don't know right now. So a lot of what we're saying is purely speculative at this point, but what we do know is that things very well could be looking pretty different for the Sabres. And it does raise a lot of questions as to, I don't want to go as far to say like what the future of the franchise looks like, but how the day-to-day operations are going to be affected and to what degree will they be affected?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's an interesting thing. I guess we'll see. Probably the the proof will be here at some point in one way or another when the season starts. Or, you know, there's always a concern that they're not going to spend to the cap. That the Sabres are going to be kind of cheap. I don't know. I think that's become a kind of a like talking point regarding the Sabres. I don't know if it, I don't think it's fair yet. Not that I want to defend Terry Pagula, but basically he bought the team from a guy who was not keen to spend to the cap and immediately spent to the cap until they traded everyone to tank more or less. And then pretty immediately got back to spending to the cap to points where there was overruns when, even when they were bad in like 2018, 19, which we'll blame on Botrill, but they were spending to the cap like crazy. And then there was the report in 2020 that they were going to be whatever the three E's were efficient economic, Mm -hmm. something else. And, then they immediately signed Taylor Hall for $8 million. And yeah, they've they've been pretty much at the cap floor recently, but that's because they traded Hall, they traded Reinhardt, they traded Eichel, they traded Ristolainen, all good trades. And it's like all young guys, a whole team of young guys. So most of them haven't had their big payday yet. So when they do, they'll probably be closer to the cap. But We haven't gotten to the point yet where the Sabres – are being hurt by not spending the, the cap.
1: Right. But we're getting pretty close.
0: Oh, that yeah. And be... if it gets to a point where it's like, it's not an Adams thing, it's not a quote-unquote patience thing, it's a, hey, we don't have that kind of money to spend to the cap thing, then I'll worry. But not until then. Uh, just But in terms of uh, everything surrounding the on-ice product, already worried. I could see that going to shit because, as we mentioned, the arena already has. I even think the last time we were at Harbor Center, that was in the fall we were there for prospects game i it wasn't super impressed it already seems it's not that it's falling apart or anything but it i'm not impressed with how it's being maintained necessarily and i'm not there all the time so maybe it was just a bad day but i mean i play there just,
1: once a week you know 90% of the year and i think how it looks now is pretty much the exact same as it looked 2 years ago 3 years ago 4 years ago and if anything they've scaled back stuff within harbor center as well
0: yeah. Yeah, so I I don't know. I I think they the Sabres there's good complaints for the first 5 or so years of the Fogula era about social media was terrible. Uh they didn't the game day presentation was terrible, all the stuff and that. Both of those got a lot better. But who knows? Maybe if they're I think part of the reason they got better is cuz they were with the Bills and once they axed uh Russ Brandon, I I think a lot of the things all over the franchise got better in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. But I could see things kind of slipping on the, in the off ice side. Definitely.
1: That makes me. I hope not though. Very sad.
0: Yeah, I definitely. Cause I, I don't know. I, I wonder about the economic viability of the Sabres, but the very least you should be able to break even with them. In a normal year when they're good, you do better than break even. Right. And no matter what's going on with the football team, you're making like money hand over fist. So what are you worried about? Mm-hmm. You literally can't, <laughs> you can't not make money.
1: It's a great point. It's a great point. Do you have anything else you want to share on this today before we hear a word from our sponsors?
0: Um, yeah, I thought about the same. Remember when they owned the Buttes? That was crazy. That was like for a minute.
1: For a year. And it was like really yeah. great. And then all the players were saying how nice it was to have like actual owners who were really trying to take care of them. And they were like, yeah, you know what? We don't want to do this anymore.
0: Yeah, a real place to play with thousands of seats, not a place where I played in high school. Yeah. Yeah, well, that was nice while it lasted. Anyway.
1: Shout out to the Buttes.
0: Yeah, shout out to the Buttes. And this podcast is sponsored by DraftKings. College football fans, are you ready for week one? It's here, so you better be. DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking you up with a can't-miss offer to start the season strong. This week, new customers can bet just $5 on college football and score $200 in bonus bets instantly. Anything can happen in college football. Your team can go from unranked to dynasty mode in just a couple years. Change comes fast. The only thing that's a lock is great offers from DraftKings Sportsbook. Life's more fun when you're in the action. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code THPN. New customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet $5 on college football. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN for the Hockey Podcast Network. The crown is yours. Gambling problem. Call 100 Gambler. Visit www.1800Gambler.net and you are called 877 8HOPENY or text open at 467 Connecticut help is available for problem gambling. Call 888 789 7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. See dkng.co/slash football for eligibility. Terms and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Brandon had a very successful week zero, Notre Dame, 1-0. A win in Dublin. Damn right. Damn right.
1: Sam Hartman's yeah, the future, big... a.k.a. just Brandon for this Sam season since with the... the NFL. <laughs>
0: uh, since we're going to be together out of the country... Uh, this Saturday, Brennan has agreed to watch the entire Tennessee volunteers game with me at 1 PM on Saturday. I did a good friend. He is. <laughs> That's, that was our, yeah. We were like, you know
1: what? We really want to watch and, and be ready for this Tennessee game. What better way to do that than go to Toronto?
0: Absolutely. They love college football up there.
1: Are we going to do a bit where we go around like terrorizing Leafs fans for the weekend? Yeah, let's do it. Perfect. I'm ready. Do we we're just, just... Gonna
0: wear a shirt that says hockey after April 30th? And they're going to be like, Oh, ah! get away.
1: <laughs> yeah. oh, classic
0: tickets that cost under $348. Mm. Coming mm. to Buffalo and having fewer than 7,000 people be- come. Hey, it, it's actually we're going to do a challenge. It's called, like, Come watch a Sabres game and don't be annoying as shit challenge. Impossible.
1: Yeah, they all would just like uh, fall dead.
0: Yeah,
1: so it would be like spontaneous combustion in their brains. They can't comprehend it.
0: Yeah,
1: don't be the most instructive yeah. fans in hockey. Wait, what? What? Wait, that that don't immediately uh, bring
0: up healthcare in any argument.
1: <laughs> oh, Jesus.
0: <laughs> yeah, moving um, on. <laughs> another one. I don't know. Have uh, yeah, have a six pack of beer. Cost under $43.65 challenge. Also impossible. Stop electing <laughs> members of the Ford family challenge. Mm. We're going to try all these challenges and more folks this week in Toronto. Check our YouTube channel, link below, and please subscribe. Anyway, this podcast is also brought to you by Raycon. Even if you're not going on vacation, summer's all about a vacation state of mind. So when I want to listen to the Arctic Monkeys, on repeat, or just need to retreat inside my head for a bit. I love creating my own summer soundtrack by popping in Raycon wireless earbuds. There's so much going on all summer. Sometimes you just need some upbeat music to pump you up before you see people or to stay calm with some guided meditation. So that means you might use your Raycons pretty much anywhere you want to relax. The gym, on a walk, doing the dishes, doing laundry, all these things I got to do today. So let me tell you right now, No matter what you're doing, Raycons are the best way to listen. Use earbud tap functions to toggle between these three customizable sound profiles, noise isolation, and awareness mode. Raycons have a 32-hour battery life, including eight hours of playtime, so you can listen to what you want, when you want, for a really long time. They come with custom gel tips for the most comfortable in-ear fit, and they start at half the price of other premium audio brands. But they sound just as good, and Raycons come with a 30-day happiness guarantee, so you really can't lose. Create your own soundtrack with Raycon. Right now, Straight Up Savers listeners can get 15% off their Raycon order at buyraycon.com slash THPN. That's buyraycon.com slash THPN to save 15% off on Raycons. Buyraycon.com slash THPN. And folks, you know our other sponsor is Thin Man Brewery. And they got a lot of fun stuff going on heading into the fall. Brandon, would you like to hear some of the fun stuff that man's got going on?
1: I would really love to hear it more than anything else. I think in the entire world.
0: All right, cool. Well, uh, a lot of that has to do with beer. But before we get to the beer, let's talk about their new threads. A cool new shirt that they're selling. A Pills Mafia shirt just in time for Bill's season that says, Welcome to Hell. Pills Mafia, in Buffalo, New York. And there's a cool skeleton drinking beer on it. So if you're trying to intimidate some people before Bill's game, I think this is great. And I think, in fact, Yvonne should send us uh, each one for doing the podcast. I agree. Large, extra large. Yvonne, him, you know where we listening. live. Listening? So, yeah. Yvonne listened to the podcast and August Challenge. Possible. This one's possible. He might be listening to that. We he definitely just he ourselves new shirts. all the time. Yeah, I know, but like, is he listening to the ads? Ah.
1: Ooh, Let's see. Let's see. Here's the test.
0: Anyway, uh. Also, Oktoberfest, a Marzen lager, 6.3%. It's got a cool little can, too. That's coming soon, so look out for that, your uh, your local stores or, you know, some, maybe on tap of some local bars. It's almost September, folks. Almost fall, almost time for Oktoberfest. And here's another one. This, like I said, there's a lot going on there. Uh, fantastic State of Chaos. Fantastic spelled with a P-H. Cool green monsters on this can. It's a double IPA. 8%. So, like, don't drink, like, seven of these. It's a hazy double IPA with Phantasm. It's a collaboration. Uh, it's brewed with Amarillo, Citro, Mosaic Cascade, and Cryo Nelson Hops. So... And there's powder extracted from New Zealand Savon Blanc Grape Skins. Wow! More fruit and more flavor. That's available now at the tap room and on Draft in four packs as well. So... Hey, check it out, folks. And then I I mentioned the I guess this is his name now Stovepipe Pills Mafias. So those are the nineteen point two ounce ones. So if you're uh if you really want the Bills to win a Super Bowl this year, you will shotgun one of these before every home game. If you're a good fan, and if you're a great fan, you won't miss the away games either. So Thin Man Brewery, get your cool shirt there get some of these beers i just mentioned wait there's one more beer i forgot to mention that they also mentioned boxcar waiting lewiston art park limited edition modest pixie Westie dropping tonight so monday i'm going check it out so check that out guys it's gonna be a lot of fun that's an ipa seven percent wow a lot of stuff going on at thin man as always so you know check it out Maybe go get some pizza there. Uh, have some beer. Mm. A lot of fun.
1: Well said. Well said. Yeah, as Taylor mentioned, though, we are going to Toronto this weekend. Uh, we're going up with the big crew. There's 11 of us all together. And we are going to see Arctic Monkeys at the Budweiser stage. It's going to be a good time. Taylor, your thoughts?
0: It's going to be a great time. We're going to do all those things we mentioned. Uh, and then also that includes the college football thing and go to Arctic monkeys. It's going to be great. And I got to listen to some of their songs this week because I've only ever heard them from Brandon.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Truly an honor, really, really an honor. Well, looking forward to that. Very, very much. It's going to be a great time. Love Toronto. Hey, and if you're listening and you are uh, a a Toronto uh, native or somebody who lives outside of there or frequents Toronto and you got any good recommendations for bars, restaurants, what have you, let us know. We're staying right in the middle of the city, so it's going to be a, a great time. And, uh, hey, maybe we'll maybe we'll even see you at Arctic Monkeys, too, if you're going there. They're a nice big band, so who knows.
0: But going to be yes. a lot of fun.
1: Taylor, you have anything else you want to discuss today?
0: Yeah, big news just came over the wire. Uh-oh. Brandon Suter and Sam Gagne signed to a PTO with the Oilers. Wow. Didn't Gagne Suter one was surprising?
1: drafted by the Oilers, if I'm not mistaken?
0: Yeah, sixth overall. Wow. Uh, Gagne. Okay. So Suter hasn't played in like almost three years. He hasn't played since spring 2021. So that's interesting. Well, he hasn't played in the NHL. I don't know what he's been up to besides that. Uh, But Gagne has played every year. I kind of lost track of him. He was in Winnipeg last year. He's Mm. played more than a thousand NHL games. Wow.
1: Good for him. Thousand games. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, That's impressive.
0: It's pretty wild, right? Uh, well, I'm looking at HockeyDB right now, and Brandon Suter doesn't have anything on there since 2021 when he left the Canucks. Hmm. Hmm. Maybe he just – he really hasn't been playing, and they're going to give him a PTO after, like, two and a half-plus years.
1: Hey, let's have some fun, you know?
0: Yeah, you know what? It's good to get exercise. We
1: love it. The same reasons yeah. that I play at uh, at Harbor Center and Holiday and Leisure.
0: Yeah. I thought it was just that you like, love those rinks so much. I do. Well, you actually. know, what I'm looking at this right now, actually. Suter didn't play in 2021-22 because he was suffering from long COVID. No he guess. tested positive in 2021. Actually, I remember this kind of. The Canucks had a terrible um, go with COVID, and they didn't play for like three mm, weeks.
1: You're right. And then
0: instead of canceling games, the NHL made them play like <laughs> – 30 games in like 40 days to end the season even though they were clearly not going to make the playoffs Unreal. Um, so he just didn't play anywhere last year after he got better so that's interesting huh well glad he's better then
1: it's interesting. wild stuff wild wild stuff well yeah anything else we'd like to add here Taylor before we sign off for the day Bo oh, bills bo gills all right, everybody. Well, thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Straight Up Sabres, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network and the Charging Buffalo. Make sure you're checking out both the presenters of this podcast on their respective websites, whatever streaming platform you're currently using to listen to this episode. Make sure you're checking out all of our fellow shows, and make sure you're following both the Hockey Podcast Network and the Charging Buffalo on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, you can also find us, Straight Up Sabres. And before you close out of this app, whatever one you are listening on, whether it's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, whatever it may be, make sure you are either following or subscribed to Straight Up Sabres, and we would very, very much appreciate it if you left us a nice little rating or review, hell, maybe even both. It'd be uh, just our honor to receive that from you. Last but not least, we have our wonderful sponsor, starting off with DraftKings. Make sure you're using that promo code THPN at checkout to take advantage of great deals. Secondly, Raycon, make sure you are also taking advantage of the Hockey Podcast Network discount there that you can get on those Raycon audio products. Again, for that, more information can be found in our show notes. And last but not least, Thin Man Brewery folks, make sure you're stopping over to Chandler Street, heading out there for dinner, grabbing drinks, whatever it may be. Or if you're going to your local convenience store, wherever you like to buy your beverages. Make sure you're picking up some of those lovely, lovely Thin Man products, especially as Taylor said before, with Bill's season getting underway shortly. We will be back with a brand new episode on Thursday, everybody. Thanks so much for tuning in. This is Ben, Straight Up sick